0: I want to continue teaching on uh, the subject of the anointing. I have been talking about the anointing within us and the anointing that comes upon us after we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 it says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit living inside of us is greater than the devil or any other thing. And he has given us an anointing. I'll reiterate on what i talked about yesterday, an anointing to teach us, to lead us and guide us into all truth, and we know all things. Amen. And then there's an anointing that comes upon us to do the work of God. I'll tell you about an experience that my son and Aaron and I had one day, and uh, we had uh, gone to a a house, and uh, we turned on a radio. It was a Dewalt radio, and we had some. Uh, actually, it was Oasis Network preaching came on the radio, and we had to listen to it. So we turned it on, and there was a guy inside the house, and he was kind of uh, belligerent and not talking very nice or anything, and uh, so. Uh, then all of a sudden I got all these phone calls and all these things started happening and were just crazy. I'm going, Aaron, this is nuts the way things are going. So then it was not very long till that guy that was in the house that was acting crazy and cussing and all these different things came up to me and he said, Are you a Christian? I said, Yes, I am. He says, Well, I need God to show up in my life in a big way today. I said, Well, you just came to the right person, buddy. So I talked to my son, Aaron. I said, Aaron, let's take this guy outside and talk to him. So then I knew on the inside, I just knew by the Holy Spirit. He knew, I knew, he taught me what to do in that situation. Well, I said, what you're needing is for God to show up in a big way in your life and you want something to happen in the natural, something that you can see, right? He goes, yes, I do. And I said, well, that's not what's going to happen, buddy. I said, what's going to happen is... Things are going to change on the inside of you. I said, what's going to happen is we're going to pray with you. You're going to be changed on the inside. God's going to come inside of you and live inside of you. And then your life is going to completely change from this day forward. It won't be the same. So we led him through a prayer of salvation. He got born again. And you could see his countenance changed. He went back in the house. He wasn't cussing anymore. Wasn't doing all the things he was doing. You could tell he was different. Well, the guy he worked for that I knew, he was a Christian. So I said, well, we'll get you hooked up with the church. And he said, no, I have a church to go to. I said, okay. Then he got filled with the Holy Spirit with the baptism of speaking in other tongues. i sent him about two weeks later. And he came up to my son, Aaron, because he'd seen him first, I guess. But he, uh, he really liked Aaron anyway. And he said, I have 12 new friends. I started going to this church. He said, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and he says, my life is completely changed. I'll never be the same again. He said, I I had just got out of prison, and there were gang wars in prison, and he said he had uh, killed three people while he was in there because he had to defend himself. And he said, God completely forgave him of every sin. I said, praise God, and he he said, my whole life is changed. He was living under guilt because, but you know, it doesn't matter when you repent before God and you you become a child of God. He forgives you of everything. It doesn't matter what it is. He was totally new. He's going, I cannot hardly believe that I'm so different now than what I was before. I'm going, I can because I understand what I was like before, before I got born again. And then when you get born again and then the power of God comes in you and upon you, then your life completely changes. And you don't uh, think about yourself as much anymore, but you're thinking about other people and how you can help them and how God can use you to help them instead of thinking about ourselves all the time. That's the reason we're in this ministry, because we want to help other people to get to know God. We want them to know, him, know salvation. We want them to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be healed, to know who they are in Christ Jesus so they can walk in a new and better way. And the Word of God says it's a new and living way. Is that right? So what we have to understand is it's not just us when we become born again, but it's other people. And it, you know, it blessed me so much and I'll never forget what happened to that man He was completely changed. That's what it's all about, people. It's not about what we need or what we can have. And when we go out and we touch other people's lives, guess what happens? God blesses us because we're not just thinking about ourselves all the time. If we are intent on helping other people, then God will meet every need that we have. That's what happens. And then... Let's look at the anointing that was upon the prophet Elijah's life. Let's go to 1st King chapter 18 and verse 22 through 40. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood but put no fire under it, and I will prepare the other bowl and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call upon the name of your gods, and I will call upon the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire, he is God. So what happened is, Israel had backslidden. They had followed after the prophets of Baal instead of after God. And God sent Elijah. He had prayed, and there was a famine upon the land for three years. Ahab had been looking for Elijah, but he couldn't find him. Then all of a sudden, uh, they found him. And then uh, he said, today, I'll go talk to Ahab. He said, I'll be able to talk to him today. So he went to him. And then uh, he was telling him, he's saying there's 450 prophets of Baal. And Ahab was married to Jezebel. Well, Elijah's saying, Let's prove today who is God and who's not. So he told the four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal, he says, You go get a I'll get a bull, you get a bull, we'll put uh wood on wood on the altar, but we won't put any fire under it. So then all the people answered and said, "Is well spoken. So he says, You choose today who's God. Either it's gonna be Baal or it's gonna be the living God. Amen. Verse 25 says, Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first for your many and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull which was given them, and they prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning, evening till noon. Old Baal, hear us, but there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped upon the altar which they had made. So they kept calling out the bell, but he wouldn't answer them. and so it was noon that Elijah mocked him and said, "Cry aloud, for he is for he is a god, either he is meditating or he is busy or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened." <laughs> he said, "Maybe he just can't hear you, or he's doing something, he's busy, huh." <laughs> So they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom with knives and lances until the blood gushed out of them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, not one answered, no one paid attention. So in other words, there's only one living God. Amen. They were serving the devil. Exactly what they were doing. They were out here. They were serving somebody besides God, and there was no anointing. There was no power. They called upon. Them. They cut themselves. There was blood running out. They they said, "Okay, if we'll cut ourselves, maybe he'll answer because of the blood," but he didn't answer, and he will never answer. Then Elijah said, and on verse 30, Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Now, Elijah, he called them by their name. He says, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar, an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seeds of seed. And he put the wood in order, cut the bowl in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water. So they filled four water pots with water and poured upon the wood. Then he said, do it a second time. So that means there's eight water pots of water upon it now. And they did it a third time. So that means 12 pots of water were put upon the wood. So the water ran all around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. So he he put 12 pots of water upon the wood. Then he filled the trench with water. So what he did, what Elijah did was, he obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit, didn't he? He did what he told him to. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Now let's understand this. When the fire of God fell, It turned the hearts of the people back to God, didn't it? That is the anointing. The fire of the Holy Ghost. That's what we've got to have in our church services today. The fire of the Holy Ghost to turn the hearts of the people back to God. There's people that are complacent with God and no longer want to walk with Him, but People, we didn't got to have the fire of God. We got to have the anointing, the word of God preached and the anointing upon it so that it can turn the hearts of the people back unto him. Amen. This is a symbol. They poured, they got the wood wet, but the power of God, the anointing of God, burned up the wood. It burned everything up that was holding them back. It made them understand that there is no other God except for the God Almighty. Is that right? Let's ask God for the fire of God and let it fall in our church services in these last days. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org.